Let us begin in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, welcome to another edition of Seeds of Truth. This is your host, Joel Craft, coming to you from KKXX Studios, Chico Life Radio, 104.5 FM and AM 930. It is good to be with you another Monday evening, reflecting into this uh, very rich topic of what it means to witness to our faith. And this uh, particular evening, I have two wonderful, young, beautiful ladies with me in this uh, studio, uh, Sarah Seibert and Mary Lee Pickering. It is great to have the both of you with me tonight. Good to be here. Very nice to be here. And to the both of you, I've asked for you to be here because of the importance of witnessing to your faith at such a young age. Uh, There's a great line from now we can say St. John Paul II, which is so very cool that when in 1993 he came to the United States for World Youth Day, he says to the youth, you have come here uh, to see me, but I have come here to see you. You have come here to be taught by me, but in fact I come here to be taught by you. You teach me by your joy, by your enthusiasm, by your witness to the faith. So, St. John Paul II says to all the youth out there, um, you witness to me. And I I thought that to be a very important point before we get into your journey of faith, the both of you, um, because ultimately it really is about the journey that witnesses. It is about saying yes to God and no to the world that witnesses and at the same time teaches. So with that, Mary Lee, we're going to start with you. Uh, I'm going to shoot some questions, specific questions. You're, you're in high school, and in high school, certainly there are lots of pressures there. In what ways have you uh, seen opportunities to, to witness to your faith? I found a lot of challenges um, in classes and teachers or professors that don't quite know exactly what the church teaches. And um, particularly, I'm in an English class that provides information and says incorrect things about the Catholic Church. And so when the opportunity presents itself, um, I try to put in little bits or corrections to try to help um, share what the Catholic Church really does teach instead of um, incorrect information that's often given to students. Now, Mary Lee, have you seen that in those moments there's actually been, there's actually been a response from the teacher where there might be a dialogue, or is it more you put in your, in your two cents and then they just move on? Um, I try a lot, because a lot of teachers do put up kind of a wall and don't accept a lot of information. So trying to wait for that opportunity when they are open to it, um, trying to just give little bits. Um, and oftentimes they are open to it, not necessarily saying you're right or wrong, but open to discussion and um, kind of finding out what you think about the topic. Sure, sure. And I asked that question, Mary Lee, because I do think it's um, important for us to appreciate the, uh, the aspect of dialogue, whether it be the classroom or outside the classroom or wherever we may be witnessing to our faith. You know, when we talk about dialogue, I have, you know, the two of you here, 
And so we're, we're able to have a dialogue. Dialogues are always much more interesting than monologues, I like to say. And ultimately, in a dialogue, we can begin to come to understand uh, the, the beauty of something, the beauty of truth. You know, even the word dialogue, dialogic, di meaning to, and of course, logic is an instrument we use to better understand truth. So it's good to hear. You know, I'm encouraged to hear that quite honestly, that a teacher within the classroom, or no, you say professor. That's because you go, is it the Butte College Connection? Is that what that is? Yes, I take both um, college and high school classes right now. Okay. Now, let me ask you this question here. You've, you go to high school, and yet at the same time you attend college classes. Have you noticed a difference between those two as it relates to uh, questions about the faith, or is it generally the same? I think um, professors in college are much more open to sharing their own thoughts and opinions compared mm. to high school teachers. So a lot of times you'll get in college more um, of someone's own perspective instead of truth or not. Okay. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. You know, some of the college professors might feel uh, a greater freedom to be able to engage that. So I guess the second part of that question in so far as the formation of your faith and how it relates to some of the things that you have to encounter each and every day is self-explanatory, Mary Lee, and so far as well. If you're engaging the professor, if you're engaging the teacher and what they are presenting on the faith, you're, you're doing that on, on the point of what, how you understand the faith, which is, which is good to hear. That's good to hear. So, Sarah, to you, this, this aspect of witnessing to your faith— what have you encountered, maybe some, some struggles or opportunities that you've had? Well, for me, it's not as much as the teachers, but as my friends, because it's hard to not go with the flow of what everyone else is doing. Um, it's hard to stand up, and as Catholics, we are called to stand up and um, say what we need to say and say what we believe, and no one else really around you believes that. So it's hard for me to, especially towards my friends, um, to tell them that, no, I think it's different. And a lot of my friends would fight back. So it's hard in that way. Fight back now. Are you able to, we were just talking about dialoguing with a teacher or a professor. Are you able to do that with your friends or do they just kind of shut down and want to move on? Well, like I'm a more um, shy person. So it's hard for me to um, try and um, have a conversation like that with people. Sure. Um, but more with my friends when it's in a more intimate group like that, I can um, do it pretty easily, but not in front of a huge crowd. Okay. I know we were talking about the movie God is Not Dead, the, the movie that the both of you guys saw together, I believe, correct? Yeah. yeah. So um, what did that movie do for the both of you? Did it do anything for the both of you as far as maybe spur you on in, in your faith? Um, yeah, it really did. It got me really fired up, actually, because he stood up in front of a whole college class, and his professor was being... Um, very harsh on him and um, threatening him, but he still went ahead and with it. And he really professed his faith and he turned the whole class towards God. And he, mm. it was very enlightening to me. Mm. I thought it was really powerful to, or encouraging for me to then, to really dive farther and try to find out more about our faith to be able to defend it in those times. Because if we don't have the knowledge, we can't really share anything. We have to know the truth to be able to tell it. Yeah. You know, Pope Francis recently has been talking a lot about that, what you just said, Mary Lee, and also the importance of being able to engage our brothers and sisters in Christ in the spirit of truth, but also, Sarah, as you use the word fire, um, on fire for God. 
You know, there's that wonderful truth. You know, we talk about being enthusiastic towards something. Uh, the word enthusiasm in its, in its Greek, and theos means uh, to bear God within. You know, we can be enthusiastic a lot of, about a lot of things. You know, the more time we spend with God, we're going to be enthusiastic um, for God. And Pope Francis has really highlighted the importance of being enthusiastic for God, letting your joy transform you and the people around you so that fire lights up the people around you. Yeah, so this is the zeal that we are called to have. I like to, you know, make the analogy to, you know, we go somewhere uh, special, maybe it's a ball game or an amusement park, and, you know, we come back super excited uh, about our trip. We, we tell our friends, we, we tell our family, and what happens? What's the end result? They want to be a part of that. And so what do they do? They go to the ball game, they go to the amusement park. When we are doing the same for Jesus Christ, we are zealous for Jesus Christ, we, when we are excited for Jesus Christ, people want to be a part of it. And that, you know, Mary Lee, you talk about the importance of uh, having knowledge. You know, we cannot give what we do not have. So as to be able to, to study up and, uh, and, yeah, to be able to have that conversation and more specifically um, dialogue. Any specific points from that movie that struck you beyond what you've already talked about? Um, I, I think we, we don't have to worry about the spoiler alert because a lot of our <laughs> listeners either have seen the movie or they're kind of familiar with, with what happens. Um, so his girlfriend in the movie, mm -hmm. uh, what struck me was she was very like a fake Christian, you could say, because she, on the outside, she said she was, um, she was for God, she was a Christian, but then she wasn't willing to stand up for her faith. She wanted to play it safe and um, not go through the trouble. And I feel like a lot of people can relate to that because it's hard to stand up for what you believe in in times like that. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. what, yeah. Yeah. And so there's a challenge to kind of look in the mirror, right? Yeah. Like you just said, Sarah, you know, um, we, we all have those moments where we are confronted with, with this need to be able to witness to our faith. And are we going to stand up, you know, or are we going to step down? Are we going to move forward or, or step back and say, okay, what am I about? And those really are opportunities. I know both of you girls have been involved in sports throughout your high school days, especially volleyball and certainly basketball, and, and you guys are very involved in what you do. You, you make a lot of sacrifices to, to get where you've been today. You know, you have uh, embraced the challenge before you, whether it be, say, volleyball. Uh, you know, you, you need to put in the extra hours of work so as to be able to achieve a goal. And I think when it comes to our faith— we need to have the same mindset. We need to be able to understand that we have to make sacrifices. And sometimes those sacrifices are taking an extra 15 minutes out of our day to pray to God about whatever it is that, that's on your heart. Making sacrifices to understand that, yeah, the challenge that I need to meet is to be a better Christian and to be willing to step forward and stand up for my faith. Because really, that's what it's about. So yeah, you know, Sarah, as you talk about that, we all have our challenge. Even the mm -hmm. word challenge means to, you know, provocatio in the Latin, to call forth or to call out. They are opportunities. They are opportunities, lest we be called a, a fake Christian. We don't want to be called <laughs> a fake Christian. We don't want to be called a hypocrite. Yet, as Pope Francis recently reminded us, that's what we are when we sin. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of humbling 
<laughs> you know, it's humbling to, to see something on the big screen and say, gosh, how can I avoid that? Or how can I just be a, a better Christian? Um, I found one thing in the movie that was stood out to me is how many people were surrounded by people that were not encouraging them. Both the exchange student had a father that was um, very difficult to deal with, and I don't know if I could have done what he did in the movie, mm. the young boy trying to keep going and then uh, choosing his own path. Um, and also the wife in the movie, that the wife of the professor, and how hard that would be in her situation to um, choose the right path instead of just going with what the person you love in your life wants you to do. Yeah, so the importance of witnessing to your faith, even when those people around you are, are not encouraging, um, and or just the struggle that is witnessing to your faith um, when you don't have people building you up. Yeah, I can certainly uh, see that. You know, as we talk about this, ladies, and so far as, you know, making decisions, the both of you have, I think, made a pretty important decision moving forward. Um, in your faith journey, uh, and that is you are both going to attend the Franciscan University of Steubenville, uh, of which I have to say um, I'm, I'm very proud of the both of you for making such a decision. <laughs> it happens to be uh, the university I attended, both for undergrad and grad. Um, Franciscan University of Steubenville is a, well, what it sounds like, it is a Franciscan Catholic university out in the state of Ohio. So the both of you just in making that decision, I dare say, are taking a leap of faith and witnessing to your faith. Why? Why go to such a remote place? I, I don't know. I think it's 2,500 miles away. <laughs> Far. <laughs> um, for me, so I went there. Me and my um, dad and my sister went to visit. And just the environment that you're in, um, college, like the next four years, is a really big time in your life where you grow the most so I would want to be in a kind of environment like that where I will grow so much deeper in my faith and everyone that's surrounding me will be encouraging me not shutting me down or telling me not to stand up for my faith um, and I know I will grow cl closer to God there um, and there are many opportunities there to go on mission trips and help other people and me and Mary always used to talk about that going on mission trips and so when I heard them say that I knew I was supposed to go there. So another thing about why I wanted to attend Steubenville was um, when I went to the Steubenville retreat in Arizona, the conference, um, and just seeing all the youth my age and all the guys just dancing for God and going crazy. And I'd never seen that before because usually guys are more reserved and they care about what people think. But there, they were just letting go and dancing for God and they had not a care in the world. And you could just see in their eyes the love they had for him and I wanted that more. And I knew going to Steubenville would help me accomplish that. Now, that's beautiful, Sarah. Now, you were there for, what, two days? Yes. Yeah. And you stayed the night on campus, correct? Yeah. Um, was there anything in that uh, that kind of influenced your decision, or was it more just a collective, just everything together? Um, it was everything together, but staying the night really helped me to um, see that the girls there aren't all perfect holy yeah. you know they're they're just like me and you yeah. they're normal and they have fun still there too it's not all straight going to church and all you know yeah, yeah. so it, it helped me to see that it's a good place to be yeah to be able to just be who you are is so important and i know 
in talking with both sets of your parents, you know, Sarah, your parents, and merely your parents about Franciscan University of Steubenville, it, the, the conversation, yeah, is usually about how they put the Catholic faith in the middle of the table, mm-hmm. and, and this is what they aspire towards. I mean, this is what they're always talking about, but it's, it's always in light of who you are, you know, the charisms, the, the gifts that you bring, um, and the university does a beautiful job of just appreciating who you are, mm-hmm. you know, whatever your background is, and you are who you are, and then, you know, you embrace your faith there, and you begin to bloom with those gifts that God has, has given you. What about you, Mary Lee? Um, I think a big decision for me going to Franciscan was wanting to, like Sarah said, be surrounded with people who um, want to continue in their faith and continue learning. I know there's a lot of people that fall away from their faith when they move away from their families. Um, so to be able to know that I'm really sticking with it and also wanting to learn more about the faith, I really want to know, I want to be able to defend the faith and go deeper into it and really understand what I'm believing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's certainly a lot of uh, opportunities to do that there. Attending Steubenville, one of the things that, that will always stand out to me is the, the rhythm of the day. You wake up in the morning and you have the opportunity to go to confession from confession. I think there's actually three different sets of times to be able to go to the sacrament of confession in, in any one day at Steubenville. But going to confession, then going to the classroom, from the classroom in the morning into lunch, you know, you have the chance to... Uh, go to Mass, and after Mass, you go back to the classroom, and then after class, you know, you're part of that group um, that you belong to and those friends that you surround yourself with. It's just the rhythm that you find yourself in. It's a wonderful rhythm of uh, spirituality, and at the same time, just as you were talking, Sarah, just being who you are. Mm-hmm. You know, wh- whatever it is that you like to do, you, you find those who you, who you do that with, and you do it. But it's, it's all seen in light of faith. And that rhythm of the day at Steubenville certainly provides you the opportunity to better do that. And that's what makes uh, Steubenville uh, so important in the world of being educated in the faith. You know, they have a new program called Catholic Corps in which uh, in those first, I think it's the first year that uh, you take courses there, all of their majors, all of their disciplines all of your studies, whatever it is that you're studying, business, nursing, uh, histories, uh, has its source in in uh, the fullness of truth that, of course, the Catholic Church uh, bears witness to. What are we studying? Do we know? Uh, I think we're both <laughs> going to be a nurse. <laughs> you guys are we're looking at each other. <laughs> Did we decide well, I'm not really sure because I don't really know what I want to be yet, but I'm thinking something medical. Okay. So yeah. to start out being a nurse, you can sure. branch off into a bunch of different things yeah. from that. Yeah, I think I, I want to help people. I'm both, as Sarah said, really interested in traveling and doing different um, programs around the world to help people who are in need or lacking in um, medical attention. So I think I'd like to continue from nursing, but I think nursing is a great basis to start doing all of that. Yeah, amen. So the both of you have spoken to this now. We didn't talk about this before, but I'm going to throw a question out to the both of you. You've talked about, you know, wanting to help those who are most in need. Okay, we're talking about the importance of witnessing to our faith. Can either of the both of you talk about that a little bit as it relates to being a missionary or doing missionary work? Because I think when we hear that word mission, uh, for some, it frightens us. 
for some, it scares us. We think, well, well, we have to get all these shots. We have to do all of these practical things. And we really don't want to have anything to do with that. And for others, and maybe like the both of you, you know, we, 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 you jump at the opportunity to do mission work. What is it within that, that word mission that kind of spurs you on or, or draws you in, in light of, of your faith? Well, God calls us obviously to help people. And so um, I want to help people. And in light of my faith, you can also teach them about the faith while you're helping them um, just with their basic needs, what they need, building them houses and things like that. But also at Franciscan, they have, um, they told me about a mission trip where the college students went to a beach somewhere in San Diego with all the college students. And they just sat around with them and played volleyball with them and just had a casual, casual conversation with them and tried to teach them about the faith in that way. Yeah. Yeah, in fact, when I was at Steubenville, we, I did something called Sun Life, and we went, we bust to Florida, and we were very ambitious <laughs> to be able to evangelize those who have gone to South Florida for their spring break. I don't know yeah. how successful we were <laughs> on some fronts, as many of them were very intoxicated. But on other fronts, we were very successful. And yeah, you're just, you're just not doing missionary work for the poor, Really, I think, Sarah, what you're talking about is more pure evangelization, where Mm -hmm. you're doing work for the poor, and this is the heart of Pope Francis, but at the same time, while you're ministering to the poor in their material needs, you're evangelizing them in their spiritual needs. Uh, And and that's the beauty of what Steubenville offers. You know, it's kind of the, um, you know, the corporal works of mercy, and then also the spiritual works of mercy. I remember, I have a little fun story when we went down to South Florida you know, we went by two, two by two, right? According to scripture, we were just reaching out to different folks. And um, the one who was with me, who just happens to be Jason Everett, who I think maybe some of us know, uh, he built these uh, sandcastles. It was incredible. He actually would build these amazing sandcastles that would draw the attention of, of just the people hanging around, you know? He went to the left of the sandcastle one afternoon, and he built this sand crucifix. It's amazing. <laughs> this amazing image of the body of Christ on a cross. It was, you know, the crucifix is incredible. And what did that do? Well, it drew all these people in. They're amazed by it. So like an hour later, the both of us were totally talking about the Catholic faith <laughs> because they were drawn by the sandcastle. And so it was an incredible opportunity to evangelize, an opportunity made possible by, by uh, Steubenville. And so certainly, well, I'm glad you spoke to it that way, Sarah, because that's really... I think what our listening audience needs to hear, that when we talk about missionary work, it's just not about serving the poor. Certainly we give them their material needs, but it's to remember what Jesus said, more than manna is here. What he means by that is more than just material food is here. I've come to provide you so much more. You long for this, and I'm going to give you something so much more. Um, I think one thing for me is I've been raised in, I've been very lucky to be raised in a family that supported me and um, helped me along into, and I've had friends that haven't been so lucky. So to hear the word mission is to, um, I just kind of think of those less fortunate and not just talking about the poor, but also just the poor in spirit, you Mm -hmm. could say. Um, So being able to be a mission going out, I do like the medical field and all that has to offer. Um, of course, going to the poor and going to different countries to do that is amazing and an awesome opportunity. Um, but also, like Sarah was saying, are you going to the beach and just talking to people? Um, 
just getting out and meeting people every day, I think the medical field really offers that opportunity to meet a lot of people. Merely, your mom was talking to me about your trip to India? Yes. Was it India? Now, what did that do for you in your faith? I mean, when she was talking to me about that, it was striking. A lot of aspects of it was very striking. But what about for you in, in what you experienced and what you encountered? It was, I mean, it's just, it's like walking into a whole different world. You, There's people of, it's the housing, the people, what they live in, the conditions they live in. Um, it was interesting to see so many people so happy with so very little. Mm. Um, there's people there who are, their houses are made out of reeds and um, tree branches, and yet they stay as a family and are happy to um, just do that. So I think coming back from India and seeing what those people live in um, really made me come back to like that it's not about material things, mm. that really just sticking as a family um, with the family or close friends or relatives that you do have um, makes a big difference. And for the little support or the lot of support that you have makes all the difference in the world. Amen. You know, Blessed Teresa of Calcutta, you know, when she was on one occasion reflecting into her own journey of faith, she was asked about um, the United States and just generally the West as it relates to poverty. And she says, you know, um, we have a poverty here in India, but there is a much greater and deeper poverty in the West, and it is the absence of love, the absence of love. You know, you just spoke to this poverty of spirit. And uh, yeah, I mean, there is one kind of poverty, the way we typically think about it, material poverty, but there is a whole other realm of poverty, and that is what we call spiritual poverty. And so, yeah, this call to be poor in spirit, so as to be able to appreciate um, the people around us, the things that we've been given. Uh, we do not understand how good we have it in the United States of America as it relates to uh, certain things. And yet, it's in the light of that that we, um, we suffer from what Blessed Teresa called the, the, the cancer that is the absence of love. So it ought to spur us on to be less concerned about maybe some of the things that we are overly concerned about <laughs> and more concerned about the things that we sometimes are less concerned about. And so with that, ladies, thank you so much for uh, joining me. This was a lot of fun. You guys were great. <laughs> you guys were, were really good. You were poised and everything. I'm so impressed. And I, I think our listening audience will certainly appreciate what you had to say. And you guys were so good. I think I might have to ask you to come back. What do you guys think of that? That'd be great. Uh, oh, yeah. good, good. <laughs> for sure, yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. All right, all right. All right, very good. Let's close in prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Good and gracious God, we do just give you special thanks and praise for the gift of this time together, the gift of this half hour. We have the opportunity to just reflect into the importance of witnessing to our faith in its many layers. Um, as always, we pray as uh, your Father taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen, and God bless you. You've been listening to Seeds of Truth, 
heard every evening from 6.30 to 7 p.m. right here on KKXX. If you have questions or feedback, you may email Joe at J-H-O-L-L-J-M-J at yahoo.com. For a copy of today's program, visit joeholcraft.org or call KKXX during regular business hours at 894-7325. Thanks for listening to the Seeds of Truth on KKXX.